Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Morning, video games. Welcome once again to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and with me as always... It's console launch exclusive Ben Vanell here, Tommy. And <laughs> we're joined <laughs> as always by the world premiere. Of Adam Knox. Here I am. I'm ready to be revealed. I've only got like a pretty a pretty vague and non-explanatory um, CGI trailer of myself at this point. Sure. I'm not going to give you many details about what the fuck I actually am or when I'm going to show mm. up or mm. really any mm. information about me. But I've got like a, a brief FMV trailer to show that I exist. I want to see Adam Knox hey, gameplay. Where's the Adam Knox gameplay we were <laughs> promised? I think I'm going to look a lot worse than you expected me to. <laughs> and <Yeah>. uh, unfortunately, <laughs> but I'm open world now, so you can mm. you can go in the other direction if you want to. <laughs> look, doesn't really matter to me as long as I'm sitting up at 2:30 a.m. to watch this. I I I don't care what I'm being presented with. <laughs> I think uh, doing all that, uh, doing all that Twitch stream. We 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 did a stream and, and watched the um, Xbox showcase the other night, which you can go watch on YouTube if you want. But I think doing that has sucked up all my internet because I'll tell you right now, both of you boys are slightly laggy for me. So if I sound like I'm not keeping up, it's not bec- it's it's only because of technological problems, not because I'm blown away by the thoughts that these these two are putting forward and I don't know how to respond. It's purely a technical issue. Ben, let's just put forward the most mild takes so that Adam just sounds completely, constantly shocked by the incredibly tepid things that we're saying. I don't know what to do with that idea. That's such a good idea. I don't know how to, I don't know how to follow up with that. <laughs> or we should just pretend that our sentences are ending a few seconds before. Yeah, shit. I'm I'm out of, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> you got to have fun with it. Yeah, you got to yeah. turn the technical limitations right. into a strength and just have a bit of fun with it. That's if it. I would have been, yeah. if 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 you had have dropped out, then though, I would have thought that it was part of your joke that you did there. And it would have, mm. you know, when like those people die on stage of a heart attack and no one knows, oh. they think they're just. Acting yes. really well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's how yes. I hope to go out. By who was running that guy? onto a stage of a show that I'm not in. There's been heaps of them. There was a comedian right. who, did, who it happened to like this year. Yeah. Oh, but, really? Uh, Quite recently. Yeah. yeah. I think Tommy Cooper is the famous one. Yes. He was a British comedian yep. who it happened to in like the 80s, maybe? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, where he used to wear sort of... all the time. Yeah. And he just like sort of doubled over initially, I think. And people were like, what's. What's going yeah. on here? Well, he apparently he used to up. have, he had a bit that he would do regularly where he pretended to have a heart attack. 
I'm pretty sure this is that dude. Oh so it came and bit him right in the right in the heart. <laughs> yeah. The bit is like, don't do not resuscitate. Yeah. Do whatever I say, <laughs> don't check if I'm okay. This will never come back to bite me on the ass. Fuck I've got you the God. funniest bit. <laughs> Everyone knows that I'm the comedian who pretends that he's not allergic to penicillin. It's the funniest <laughs> bit, and it's never going to come back to haunt me. Do you think it would be possible to have a Twitch streamer um, pass away midstream and have people not realise? So it could be someone who exclusively plays sort of LucasArts-style adventure games, but he's notoriously really bad at solving the puzzles. Just never has any idea what the fuck he's doing. Mm-hmm. So he carks it midstream, and people are just watching him. Just the screen's <laughs> paused, but they're used to this. This happens Boy, all the time. This one's like, really fuck, stumped him. This puzzle's him. taking him. <laughs> this but one's really stumped him. Yeah. So he's not only bad at the puzzles, but his ways, his way to try and solve them is to remain motionless <laughs> until he can just yeah. think of Stare at the end. screen while the cogs yeah. turn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are people who stream themselves sleeping because like, we've really? all been looking at Twitch a bit more because we you know, are doing some things on there now. Uh, mm. Twitch.com, sl- uh, no, twitch.tv slash filthy casuals pod. Mm. And we're going to do personal things there as well. Not personal as in, you know, private, but <laughs> our own channels that we'll do as well. You can watch in me the sleep. Months. I might though. Huh? You might get personal. I don't really want people to watch me play. I don't pe- want people to like observe how bad I am at most games. <laughs> so I'd probably rather get on there and just like read my pin number out if it if I had to choose. Sure. Read out your yeah. old diary. Ooh. Yeah. I'd pay to watch that, but Twitch is free, so don't do it there. But mm. um, it, mm. y- there, yeah, there are people who stream themselves just working out or sleeping, and I mean, I th- we probably sound like, you know, octogenarians or whatever at this point because people are surely already across the fact that this is done there. But yeah, it's it's a it's a strange fucking world that we live in these days. Mhm. Mhm. Streaming yourself sleeping is psycho. Yeah. <laughs> that's bizarre. What is who? How is that? It what? Why they <laughs> get donations and shit during it? It's for horny men who are watching this woman sleep. Is my oh, impression? Of oh, right, that side of Twitch. Okay, yeah, makes a lot more sense. The, yeah. the front side, the main side. It is. Sure, a, yeah. It is a, yeah. If you could imagine a coin that looks sort of like a telescope because one side is way <laughs> bigger than the other, that the horny side of Twitch is the is the side facing Mars. And then the small side of uh, Twitch is the one we're going to occupy where people are showing up for poorly delivered d- jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to talk uh, a little later in the episode about our uh, thoughts on the Microsoft conference for people who didn't uh, tune in and watch it live and haven't caught up with that yet. But first of all, we've got a few other things to cover. Uh, we yeah. talked <laughs> yeah, last week about... The way the way that you said that, I'm trying to be professional. I know, but the I'm way trying to present. It sounded like you were gonna like like you're about to get into an argument. Like, yeah, we'll get into that later. But first of all, I have some shit I want to say. All right, yeah. <laughs> I got some stuff I need to get off my chest before. We calm well, down. I do now. <laughs> uh, ben, you were saying you've been sinking a lot more time this week into Ghost of Tsushima after we talked about it quite thoroughly last week you've been playing a lot more of it i've played maybe like half an hour i don't know how much more you've played nox yeah i've, I've played a few more hours of it for sure yeah i, I guess I, I probably had put in 
um, six or seven hours, maybe eight hours for, for last week's show. Um, I hadn't even come close to finishing, I think, Act 1. Now I'm about halfway through Act 2, but I've, like, I've liberated the South Island, the, th- the first of three. I've done, I've done literally everything you can do. I've, I've, like, cleared every camp. I've got every fox den. Um, I've been playing fuckloads of it. And, and yet, I don't think you could say that my opinion has really changed on it. Like, I still have all of those criticisms that, that we discussed um, in depth and at length last week, but it's really uh, uh, a, um, a comfort game. You know, it is yeah. what Assassin's Creed was for me, and maybe I'm liking this because of that weird nostalgia connection. And I did love Shadow of Mordor. I think the first one um, that was a little more um, compact in scope. I really do like those games, and I liked them a lot ten years ago. So I don't know if Mad this Max is a big as well. Yeah, Mad Max, uh, which was five years ago, um, almost like exactly. I think it came out September 2015, um, a, a, a bit before Fury Road. But yeah, there's something about this game. After. Oh yeah, right. Maybe it was overshadowed by the movie. But yeah. Th- yeah, there's there's something about this this format that is really getting me. It's like eating eating a big cake on the couch when it's raining and you're depressed. You know, like <laughs> it's just really hitting the spot. Maybe for the stage of lockdown I'm in. But um, we've also seen a lot of people talking about it. A lot of reaction to to our um critiques of it. What do you have? Your guys' uh, thoughts on this this game changed in the last seven days? I'm I, so I was at the point that you're at as of last week when we talked about it last week. I'd just gotten into Act right. Two, right? Or done like a few missions there and then it done. And I'm sort of at the same, but with Act Three now. Mm. Um, and I've yeah done both of those sections of the island and all that shit. And yeah, I think exactly the same thing still. That it is an absolute Skinner box that is designed to make you feel good mm. in a way that it's not manipulative, but it's it's not. Um, substantial. Mm-hmm. It is the the aspects of it that even I enjoy, like the combat. I don't like switching between those different stances because they're kind of meaningless to me. But mm. you have one choice of which stance to do for each enemy, so it almost invalidates it being there. If that makes sense, because if you can see that one person is scissors, mm. then you have to change to rock. Yeah, you know you can't. There's not any. It, it's almost like false. Um, depth or, or, or options there. And yeah, every, lots of the design aspects of it, same as last week and same as people will still probably disagree with, I think aren't very good. But it is effective at being satisfying in that very cheeseburgery kind of I've gotten a big tick on the piece of paper here for mm-hmm. following through with what the game asked of me, which was a dull task if you look at it too strong, too closely and it wasn't backed up by, for me, any interesting dialogue or, you know, story or anything like that. But, uh, you know, it looks nice and it, it is giving you constant feedback, rewarding feedback. Mm. And I think that makes sense. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying that as well, I should point out. Like, if I weren't deliberately critiquing it for the purposes of this show, I probably wouldn't give it a second thought, all of those things, because it is, an, it is enough to make me yeah. feel good to play mm. it in the same way that I understand people not liking last of us Two because it's kind of designed to make you feel bad at points. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. It's only point is to make you feel good all the time. And rarely does the design being, um, uninteresting in like a 
a, a front brain way matter to that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Rarely does that impact yeah. how much actual we, enjoyment you're you're having with it at, mm. at, at any point. Yeah, we ended up talking about it a fair bit this week in our um, Patreon Facebook group because I think a lot of people... Uh, f- first of all, most people are enjoying it quite a lot, we found out. And I think a lot of people assumed that we all hated it, <laughs> which is probably fair given that we spent 45 minutes almost exclusively discussing the negatives. But yes. that's just kind of... It, that's just kind of what also, you're going to gravitate to when you're like reviewing yeah. or critiquing something. That is but also what I'm doing. Good. That's it's the thing. None of us think it's like yeah. bad. We yeah, all think yeah, it's yeah. A, like a good game. I think like, probably everything. Just, I think to a lot of people, it came across like we were slamming it. Yeah, discussing everything, focusing on the negatives as well is something I'm doing with literally as every aspect of the world and my <laughs> life and what I'm doing. Like <laughs> the state of how things in my mental state are right now. Ghost of Tsushima came out and Simon Cow was having a bad day, unfortunately. <laughs> sure. And he said, Susan Boyle, yeah. you're fucking ugly as hell, dude. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. What the fuck you coming out of here with that? But like, nah, mm-hmm. she's singing well. Everyone likes the way she sings. Fuck you. But like, yeah, but yucko. <laughs> That's a little how I feel about it. But also tell him he's wrong. Tell the man that he's wrong. Don't talk about inner beauty, motherfucker. With this is, uh... <laughs> I wanted to talk about it again this week because I do like it actually a lot more than I did a week ago. Like, um, I-, I think I'm one of those people now who's been, you know, chatting with us in our Patreon group, who's who said like I concede that all those criticisms are legitimate. However, I'm really enjoying it, and I think a week ago I was mainly just you know focused on the criticisms. I I think maybe I'm better at the combat because I am really enjoying like getting a, a standoff chain of like five guys and f- looking around as everyone slow motion falls to the ground and being like, yeah, I'm a fucking samurai. Like that stuff is very uh, satisfying and, and it may be gratuitous, but it still is great, <laughs> I think. And it, it's just, it's super easy to do and there's no change between any of the standoffs and it's mm. a really simple mechanic you know what I mean? Like if you if you tear up if you pick apart any part of the game, I think that a lot of the design of it falls apart really quickly because it's all really really simple and straightforward. It's mm. it's a that you know typical thing of being wide as an ocean, shallow as a puddle type of type of game. However, yeah, yeah. it's it's a beautiful summer's day and you're having a fun little romp through a puddle. Who mm. can be mad at you for that? It's me. <laughs> Simon Cowell, <laughs> and I'm here to call you ugly, motherfucker. <laughs> that's all. That's what I'm about now. Don't point out my weird little boobs I got under the shirt. Uh, yeah, I look weird. I'm an old man. Fuck you. How about how about you fuck off? <laughs> I made the Spice Girls. That doesn't count for anything anymore. I put them in the same room together, and yeah, it turns <laughs> out they all hated each other. And but you know, for a while there, I was top of the world. They called me the sixth Spice. Fucking. Umami. <laughs> nah, I'm Posh Spice 2 is what they call me. <laughs> nah, you're Umami. <laughs> um, but uh, um, yeah, that I think that does it for Ghost of Tsushima. I think we're all still like a 7.58 out of 10, but a, a little more positive this week, I reckon. I'm the same. Yeah, great. But but it was always, like I said last week, it's it's an enjoyable thing and it's fun. But, mm. you know, when, you, when your job is to... Do a fuck fill a word count on an essay <laughs> about it. 
if you you got a fucking there's shit wrong with it, and I reckon they could maybe fix it up for a second one, and that'd be cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, big bit of news from the week. Uh, on some corners of the internet was a huge uh, Nintendo leak, not of any unreleased games or anything like that. This was all based around source code from old games. Mm. And I don't quite follow exactly how this stuff works, but they basically, this then this then relies on people kind of going away and like patching it together to actually get the assets up and running in like a ROM or something like that. Is that kind of how it works? It's like, it's code. how does this kind of stuff it, yeah, so it's right. it's code for stuff. So if you run it through the thing, the programs that it is designed to be interpreted by, then you can see what it is. Mm. Is pretty much I right. believe how it works. But it's literally the source code. It is the stuff that Nintendo wrote to make this, these games. It is early beta versions of shit like Yoshi's Island, the Mario sixty four, and I think Ocarina of Time, and a fuckload of other games. A bunch of Pokemon games. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, there's also a lot of like stuff big that kind of is. There's big packages of like uh, unreleased kind of marketing renders and uh, things like that. Like a lot of shit that was made during the production of heaps and heaps of their games from the SNES and the 64 that was never intended to be viewed by the public because it was all, Mm. you know, shit that you make while you're making something. And a lot of it was thrown away and likely for good reason. Yep. Um, so the main ones are the people are pretty excited about. There's a uh, a model for Luigi in uh, Mario sixty four. Uh, there was a cancelled Pokemon MMO at some point. Uh, there, yeah, early maps in the Ocarina of Time. A prototype of Yoshi's Island that's kind of just very rough, but still looks pretty similar to how Yoshi's Island ended up looking. It was there, and then a game called. Well, that prototype of Yoshi's Island mm. as well was like originally a Donkey Kong thing, and they have the the guy who shot the mosquito spray from Donkey Kong Three, that he was going to be the main character. It looks like, yeah, this is a separate thing. So there's a prototype Yoshi's Island, and then there's a game called Super Donkey mm. oh. that yeah, is is looks like its own its own weird fully fledged thing that yeah, it kind of looks like it's ended up turning into Yoshi's Island, but it. Yeah, it sort of looks like it was potentially its own standalone thing. I think it was, yeah, that early on, the Yoshi's Island, what became Yoshi's Island, started off as Super Donkey, and then they called it Super Mario 5, and it turned yes. into Donkey's Island. There was, like, other yeah. characters that were going to be in Star Fox. There's all, like, uncompressed lines from the original recordings of those. Old um, maps from Ocarina of Time and shit. You know, it's all... Um, it's a lot more exciting in concept than I think it is to view it because when you look at all this stuff, you're like, yeah, well, of course they made a bunch of shit when they were trying out stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't think any of it, is, like, of course they made a little fucking Luigi. They probably made a heap of sh- other shit that isn't in here. Oh, well, maybe not. Maybe this is all of it. But, you know, that's the nature of that putting, kind of stuff, stuff I don't together. find. Yeah, that kind of stuff I don't p- find particularly. Like, yeah, Luigi was gonna be in Mario 64 at one point well yeah of course that was on the drawing board but like abandoned concepts like yeah the idea of a of this game called Super Donkey where you play as the weird little what what was he little bug catcher or whatever yeah like from the Donkey idea that, that was on the table at one point it's like that's cool yeah sure the original Donkey Kong 3 like the arcade one 
was it even an arcade game or was it just mm. one of those little fucking game and watches or whatever mm. you were like spraying mosquitoes in that one some guy called i think stanley and he was originally going to be the dude right there's also stuff they found of a uh sprite sheets for a side scrolling zelda game on the super nintendo um which could have been a follow on from zelda 2 on the Nintendo, or it could have been a remake. People are speculating. Um, there's like unused um, Pokemon models from an old Pokemon game, and then there's like a super fucked up looking original version of Yoshi mm. from Super Mario World. Yeah, who has very weird actual dinosaur proportions and looks hideous. No chin. He looks like Yoshi <laughs> shaved during lockdown and regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that kind of a vibe to him. There was also um uh there's like the original PSD files of Nintendo 64 box art. So the actual fucking Photoshop files that they used to make the box art for Nintendo 64 games is in there, which mm. I think is really cool that bit. Yeah, I th- that's it's kind of a conflicting thing, right? Because like that specifically to me as someone who has like looked for those templates to make art for this podcast, I'm like, oh, cool. That's a great asset to have. And I'm sure people who mm. can turn code into like working prototypes or ROMs of, you know, the old games or the alternate games or like the, uh, the pilots almost of these games that didn't get made. That's also cool for them. But for the people who worked on it, it's it feels very intrusive apparently. There's a quote here from Dylan Cuthbert who worked on Star Fox. He says, source code represents hours, days, months and years of hard work and blood, sweat and tears and is very personal to every developer. So it feels very intrusive to suddenly have random people on Twitter asking me or others to explain the context of every off-the-cuff comment in the code. At best, it's ridiculous and at worst, it's insulting. This is like if someone saw your Google Doc notes for like an upcoming comedy festival show like it would feel <laughs> they'd really be like fun. why is it empty there is <laughs> yeah, nothing well. in here that's fucking <laughs> crazy <laughs> like that may be the case for us but like that you know it's like it's someone seeing your diary from work or something like your yeah your notes to your emails yeah. to your mates and stuff like that it and obviously it's illegal it's illegal to steal this stuff um it's yeah it feels very very strange to me to to have it all out yeah. there in public. Interestingly yeah, I, as well, this I love stuff, hearing about abandoned... Well, this stuff mm. as well is also illegal to use. So, like, people... When those first Nintendo 64 leaks happened earlier in the year, people were like, oh, this will help emulation, but it won't. Because if they can prove that you took any of this stuff and, and used it to make your thing rather than doing it yourself and kind of figuring it all out, then you're fucked. Mm. So that mm. a lot of people who yeah, work right. on emulators and stuff like that are saying, well, we're not even going to look at any of this shit. We're completely ignoring all of it because if we get influenced by it, even if we don't directly take it, we could be in a lot of trouble for this. So it's ultimately, it's all kind of useless and mm. it's fascinating in a historical way. But also, yeah, I think, you you know, not a, you don't really, as, as interesting as it is, I agree, you don't have a right to look at a lot of this stuff. I think it's a bit, you know... Yeah. It's a bit weird. Mm. Like, I love hearing about abandoned ideas and concepts for any kind of art that I enjoy. Like, I have the art book for Super Mario Odyssey, and the best bits of that are, like, these big, beautiful sketches they've done for worlds that they never ended up putting into the game. And so, yeah, on paper, this stuff is kind of interesting, but it means nothing without them, without Nintendo themselves going, like, 
Oh, yeah, we were going to... Yeah, the idea was to have a game called Super Donkey and here's all the sketches and mm. here's what it would have been and then here's how it eventually... Like, without them sort of giving you the kind of guided tour of what this stuff actually means for the context of, of, of what the game actually turned into, yeah, it's pretty it's it's pretty uninteresting. It's just I like a... Just seeing a sprite of an unused Pokemon, it's like, well, who cares? <laughs> well, yeah. and especially when, when you can assume that the story for all of these things is to like, wow, why did this never end up in there? is that if you ask the person who was responsible for taking out, they would likely say, oh, because it sucked. <laughs> this ended up being yeah. worse than what we <laughs> yeah. put in there. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, it's not <laughs> in yeah. there. You know where all the good stuff yeah, is? We realized it's in the game. We, we <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were halfway through making a game where you play as the bug sprayer from an old Game & Watch game about a yeah. greenhouse and went, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. You want to know what happened to the follow-up of that Donkey Kong 3 sequel that no one remembers? I stopped doing Coke. That's what happened to it. Yeah. <laughs> we realized the cute little dinosaur was probably a better asset to use. Yeah. Someone came and looked at Yoshi and said, why does that thing look so fucking ugly? It was Simon Cowell, actually. He was really rude about it. Yeah. Well, it is still kind of cool in a, yeah, in a historical way. And there's a part of me that thinks, yeah, yeah. archive everything, have everything accessible. But also, yes, for stuff that was never actually put out to the public... Uh, probably leave it alone, hey. And it's all like, it's yeah. being done by some random person who they think worked on some Nintendo thing for a period of time and took all these files and is now uploading them slowly to 4chan. And like, you mm. can't get any shadier than the sound of that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Distributing it via private discords and 4chan. And uh, yeah, it's not yeah. It's not on. Some At of some the point it's good who've hacked Nintendo, have done other awful things. So, Did you know that originally yeah. Luigi in Mario 64 had Jennifer Lawrence's tits? Here they are. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> well, yeah, speaking of uh, weird, bizarro versions of uh, Nintendo characters, uh, Nox, you and I have been playing Let's talk Waluigi. Origami King. <laughs> 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 yeah, Paper Mario Origami King, if people couldn't hear it because I talked over you. Yes, we have. We both have. Yeah, I've played... Uh, I'm up to, like, I guess the second world, you'd call it, near the end of, like, the second uh, the area. The Autumn, autumn and, Mountain. Um, uh, yes, yes. And I am enjoying it. It's... It's very pleasant. It is basically... It's more of an adventure game than an RPG. It is just a aesthetically pleasant and charming game that is not too taxing. I like the battle system. I know that's been a point of contention for a lot of people. Um, it's not like a dense RPG-style um, battle system. It's, it's more like a weird little Rubik's Cube-based puzzle that you have to solve for every battle in order to do it effectively and well. But um it's it's fun, it's pleasant. It's yeah, it's it's a nice time. Yeah, I think if the battle system was just the puzzle, then I would like it more, but the battles are kind of annoying me at this point. I'm a little further in than you and they so you have sort of a circular grid um where all the enemies show up and occupy a little space in it and then you can rotate the circles there are four circles deep and you can either rotate them or you can uh, shift the enemies back and forth on that grid, if that makes sense. So you're shuffling these pieces up to try and get the enemies either in a row or in a little clump so that your attacks can get them better. 
but by the time you you get like two turns or something to um, shift the enemies, it's generally pretty easy to see how you should do it to have them best lined up. Uh, and then once you do, it's a really... It's not long, but it's an irritating process of going through and pressing attack and jumping on these enemies when you really know that all of them are going to die after this. You know what I mean? So right. it, it takes yeah. up a, a, a fair bit more. And that's that's the thing I'm finding annoying about this game is that I agree with you. It's really charming and uh, very kind of relaxing. Um, it's well-written. It looks really, really good. It's quite funny. But every time one of those battles shows up, I wish they just weren't even in the game. If it was just a straight-up adventure game, this would be more enjoyable than having to do these very, very similar puzzles as well. They do not change up what you're asked to do in them very often. Yeah. For some of the bosses, you kind of do a little bit of a different thing. But in the regular day-to-day enemies, you know, you're repeating the same very simple kind of dull puzzle again and again to then go through this arduous combat that is meaningless even if you do bad, well or poorly. You get to heal and save and all that stuff often enough that even if you fuck it up a million times somehow, you're fine. And if you succeeded it, you get rewarded with nothing. It gives you coins, which you have so many of anyway, that it feels pointless. So I'm not enjoying those bits. And Mario yeah. moves really slowly too. So the whole game has been as nice as it is to read. You know, all the the dialogue and stuff is quite well written and enjoyable. And as nice as it is to look at and, and listen to as well. The music is great too. I'm finding it kind of boring yeah. because it is dragging itself out so needlessly uh, in a lot of in in the combat especially but also just in the th- how long it takes to move through this world for seemingly no reason and then it keeps getting interrupted by these yeah these puzzles in this combat that I just do not find interesting yeah I don't mind that it's not a fully fledged RPG which I think uh, you know the problem with this franchise is that they made this this um, uh, iteration of it on the GameCube that everyone loved that y- has never been re-released anywhere and it's you know even to buy like a second-hand copy is very expensive. And then, and that's like a very pure RPG. And then every one that they've made since then has had some weird different mechanic to it rather than just taking that, uh, you know, what people love about that one and expand upon it. They then fuck around and just completely abandon that system, which I think the people that really love this series get very frustrated by. Like the last two before this one have been pretty much universally panned. So I don't mind that it's not like a full RPG. I just wish there was like a tad more depth to it. Like getting some kind of XP or something out of these battles. Because I quite I like doing the puzzles. Like I find that bit of it enjoyable. But yeah, you don't really get anything out of doing them other than just like you have to do them. And if they varied more in the kind of attacks that you had or yeah, if you if you yeah, if you got some experience and you leveled up at the end of them, that be it, it just feels very... There's not, like, a great deal of incentive to be doing them. No, and that's the thing. It's not that it's not an RPG that's the annoying thing. It's that the game that they replaced the RPG combat with is fucking quite bad. If this was, like, a mobile game, I wouldn't <laughs> play it for more than 40 seconds because you get these yeah. very straightforward kind of spatial reasoning puzzles that take 10 seconds to solve, and then you've got triple that time in just fucking sec- selecting, yes, hammer, 
and then I'll press the button at the right time, which is so easy to do that I'll do it every time, and then they'll definitely die, and then there'll be some animation. You've got all these other layers on top of it of, like, you can pay money to the Toads to get them to come in and help. Maybe if you're finding the puzzle a little difficult, they'll rotate the thing in a little way to help you out, or they'll give you an item. And I like all the Toads sitting around. They sit around, like, the combat arena and kind of cheer you on. And, again, visually and um, the, the presentation of the game, it's all really thoughtful and nice, and everything looking like paper and cardboard and all of that. It's done so well. Again, these yeah. games have always done that well, so what but are this the... especially, it, it, it looks great. But just, that, yeah, yeah, those puzzles are really irritating. One of the big, uh, one of the big things in the game in the, um, in the non-battle sections is that you're looking for toads that have kind of been folded up and are hidden throughout the world and you hit them with your hammer and mm. then they appear. And that, and that as a task is, uh, you know, it's kind of fun to look around and find them and find the hidden ones and, and that they then, the more of them that you find, then when you do these battles, the arena is kind of filled up with more and more and more of them. And it is kind of satisfying watching that as you progress kind of, you know, at yeah. the very start you have just like two sitting there watching you and then eventually you've got this like huge crowd of them, which is kind of a, yeah, there's just like a lot of neat little touches mm. to it, but it's a shame that there's not just like a, a degree more depth to it. It, or if it me, was gone. Thing that's stopping me from really, really loving it. If yeah. that combat was out completely, I think this game would be better for it because all the, the, those enemies in the world are, are annoyances on your way to go and find these toads, which I'm also really enjoying. And like the, there's little collectibles around the world that it messes with the sort of forced perspective of the like kind of 2.5D presentation to hide little bits of the world that you need to go and seek out and things like that that I'm, I'm finding really nice. And then every time you find one of the toads he gives you a fun little thing that he says and they're always quite funny it's well written um and yeah. yeah walking around these really pretty places that have really really cleverly designed ways of making this papercraft stuff look like different things and uh nice music behind it that's very fun and jaunty and enjoyable is that aspect of it i'm really liking it's um a very calm Kind of well-paced game, even though I do think Mario moves weirdly slowly and that's <laughs> irritating as well. <laughs> but every single time you go into, uh, like, th I, I cannot, maybe maybe it's just a puzzle that, that fits in with my brain well enough that every single one of them is pointless to do. Straight away you see it and you're like, oh yeah, I've got to move this there and that there. Easy. You know what I mean? It's just... Yeah, it's I think that's the difference between your brain and my brain. Because I'll tell you, I'm fucking up plenty of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. So, if you fucked up... No, like, if... if the, Just the puzzle itself is so simple to me that it is very boring and annoying. And I'm running away from every enemy trying not to get into combat because it really feels like a punishment every single time. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that kind of it's it's less than half it, it's not that much that you have to do of it. it you can avoid a lot of it if you want but it's really a hindrance to my overall impression of this game for sure yeah yeah um something that is not in any way uh relaxing or charming or pleasant is a is another game that we've both been playing this week carry yeah. on which is on uh, i think it's on everything now isn't it yeah carry on I think I think you pronounce that word carrion. Like like what a crow eats. Is that carrion? Yeah, carry it's not what you take onto the airplane. No. Well I no. take uh, a bunch oh, no, of I sorry. take viscera and stuff like that onto <laughs> planes often. <Okay>. But 
I've been playing the video game adaptation of those British movies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's some dark shit. You were right in that intro. <laughs> that is yeah. not pleasant. No. Not pleasant at all. No. It's a crazy game. You've got a it's basically a rhythm game and you've got to say a thing that makes it sound like you're gay every second. Yep. By hitting the buttons. <laughs> That's basically all that that fucking game is. No, yeah, Carrion is like, um, it's at least on Xbox and Switch. I don't know if it's on PS4, but I played it on Xbox Game Pass. It's on, on PC. PC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all right. It's like a sort of three-ish kind of hour indie game type of thing. You play as the monster in this one. That's the big twist. You remember like the last sort of two minutes of uh, Inside? Mm. What if that mm-hmm. was a full game? That's the game. Okay. That's what Pretty it looked much. like from the trailer. Yeah. What did you think of it, Tommy? I'm loving it. I think it's fucking awesome. It, it's such a strong commitment to an aesthetic and an idea um it's pretty simple but it keeps kind of adding in new things to the mix and it's just they've had like a really clear um idea for the kind of game that they want to do and then just found all these like really interesting ways of of utilizing that concept i was talking to someone the other day about um the video game character wario and when he was first introduced how the uh the press for that first game. I remember reading a thing that was like, this is the game where you play as the bad guy and being like, whoa, cool. And then getting it. And it's like, oh, this is a platformer where you're, <laughs> you know, you just, you, for some reason you're a bad guy, but other bad guys are trying to kill you. Yeah. These but are this even truly, worse this guys. does feel like, <laughs> <laughs> but this feels like an actual realization of that concept where you are this fucked, gross monster. Ter- like people are screaming when they see you coming for them it just that feeling yeah. of being and then in you sit down and you play a, the game, huh? Disturbing yeah. Ah, fuck. Yes. <laughs> Get yes. the fuck out of here. Yes. <laughs> fuck off my stage, Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm 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 really loving it. I'm finding it really Moorish in the the way you kind of expand through all the different areas and just the the atmosphere of it. Um, yeah, it's mm. it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm enjo- I well, I enjoyed it as well. I f- uh, it's it's not super long, so I just kind of knocked it out in an afternoon, uh, which was a nice way to do it. It's like the perfect Game Pass game because, it, it, like you said, it's very it's got its idea, and it, oh my god, I nearly choked on on my own words <laughs> for no reason. Then <laughs> just uh, really takes me back to think about Sunday afternoon. <laughs> got all choked up, but uh, yeah, it it. it has its idea and it does the things that it can do with that idea and then it gets out of your way which is a you know the right way for this game to be designed i think the couple of things that bother me about actually i'll say the positives first it looks fucking really good it's great pixel art yeah that is like detailed uh very well animated pixel art and like you said the the feeling of being this big monster blob you're kind of this um like like uh the thing i guess you're like a lots of gore type of monster big mm-hmm. ball of mouths and you can kind of add reminds to your me of mass. the end of akira yes sure yeah maybe. that's what i, I thought seen that. as well when i saw the, the big the blob at the yeah. end of akira yeah yeah, yeah. like uh, at the end of the comic of watchmen i guess that oh, thing as well oh sure lots of tentacles and shit mm. and yeah reminds me of like, the only kind of porn that i watch yeah exactly <laughs> it's like that and so if you um eat some people 
then you might get a little bit more mass. And then later on, you break into these sort of vats and you can build up the size of you. And you become like, by the end of it, you're this fucking massive train of monster parts that to the point where it makes controlling it difficult because you're not really sure which point of it the game thinks that you're pushing in the direction of to oh. move. So like mm. with some of the little corridors, you kind of don't end up going down and properly sometimes, but that's only a small thing. The bigger thing is that it is a little difficult to control the tentacles and feel like you're getting them to go where you want them to go. You kind of point the right stick in a direction and then press a button and it'll grab someone with the tentacles or it'll rip off a vent and things like that. Uh, or it'll flip a switch. And often I found that flipping the switch with those things was really fucking annoying because it wouldn't quite do it right. It wouldn't think that I was holding on to those. I don't know if I'm an idiot or if the game is an idiot. But someone here is an idiot. <laughs> Did you find <laughs> no, that No, I well? agree with that. I'm finding the... I'm finding the tentacles a little unwieldy, but I, I don't, I mean, it's probably giving them too much credit to say that that's deliberate, but for me, it's kind of, it's adding to the feeling of like, you're this out of control, amorphous, you know what I mean? Like, like, it's it has consciousness, but it's like, sure, it's, you know, it's a little unwieldy and it's, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of adding to the feel of it for me, even when though there are... There's not really too many moments where you have to be super precise with it. Yeah, the, the, in the combat, if you think that you should have grabbed someone and then you don't and they end up shooting you to death, that's pretty annoying. Yeah. But in the combat, I yeah. do agree that it feels like you're this wild ball of, you know, vicious tentacles and mouths and shit. When you're just trying to flip a switch, I don't think it adds to the feeling of being a monster, <laughs> of like having this monster kind of reach out to grab a fucking door handle and go like, oh, whoops, <laughs> missed. <laughs> I'm silly old me yeah, today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, missed again. So that oh, it, minor annoyance though. Like for the most part, I did um, find it really engaging and, and, and fun. And like I said, it does, you know, it gets through the ideas that it has and then gets out of the way other than it being this sort of, very semi-Metroidvania type of thing where you're getting these new abilities and then going back to other places to get through a thing that you might not have been able to get through before. And the way that the world is designed is makes it really fucking easy to get lost. There's no map. Everything looks pretty similar. And there's a couple of times when it'll be like, okay, clearly now you have to go back to some other place. And it takes way too long to fucking fumble your way around the place and actually get to the where you need to be. That I found annoying a couple of times in there as well, but other than that, yeah, it's a yeah, right. it's a it's a perfect sort of Game Pass feeling like you're renting it type of game where you go like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'd recommend it. It's really original. It's um, it I, I yeah, I, it feels great to play like just moving around as the blob, especially at the start. This like because kind of have these big tentacles and you've got completely free movement. You don't need to jump. You're basically you can you can more or less defy gravity. You can like. All the tentacles are kind of they're whipping the onto the ceiling and and, and yeah, lifting you up right. and yeah, it, it it does look cool. And so all it feels the, like, really fluid and fun, just like moving around and whipping around feels feels really fun. All the screams of fear of all of the like feeling like you're this terrifying monster that it it does really work. Mm. They really hate yeah. to see you. <laughs> they are absolutely flawed <laughs> every single time. <laughs> Um, and so that, yeah, that is that is pretty fun. That's carry on, carry on, carry on, carry on, carry on, Kennelly. Okay, carry on, carry on, more similar to that. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, playing it on the Xbox, whipping out the old Game Pass there. Mm. I guess that leads us into mm. the big Game Pass ad that they put out, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we... I don't know if you guys feel maybe a little... Not silly, but like... It seems obvious in retrospect now that now that a lot of people have pointed out that that showcase was an ad for Game Pass. It wasn't an ad for the Xbox Series X, nor do Microsoft particularly care how many consoles they sell as long as people go in on Game Pass. Because we, yeah, we stayed up extremely late and we all watched the hashtag Xbox Games Showcase for the Microsoft Series X. Mm. Um, I think the fact that they said in advance that this wouldn't show the console or the price or the date or anything does kind of make it more sense, make more sense that they didn't focus much on the series X thing, even though they were like, you know, they mentioned it obviously, and all of them had the little logo at the end, Mm. but yeah, it, it was weird to, to see how little it sold that stuff, especially when they're the, the game they really showed, I, am I crazy here that it was the only one they showed gameplay of? No, Psychonauts 2. But their main focus of a game with gameplay was Halo Infinite at the start. Yep. And yeah, yep. It, it isn't a next-gen game at all. And in a very dull way where it was just watching someone just play a couple of minutes straight of it. Not cut-together highlights, just mm. a real-time Hear someone playing the first like what three three minutes or so like the beginning of the game. It, it I, th- definitely I think it's a, like. I, I think it's a few hours into the game, um, mm. but okay. it's definitely they did some real simple shit of just like yeah you're getting in a warthog you're driving around oh it's open world now you're shooting some Halo guys this is Halo, and it yeah it wasn't particularly engaging. It looked like Halo, so that's cool, and it was it was you know they showed those little fucking objective markers on a map so they showed it was open world but yeah just visually it looked okay it looked fine but not like especially coming from that ps5 one where you're like wow ratchet looks good now look at all his fucking cute little fur man i yeah. fuck that little rabbit it it isn't yeah i'm level. i'm keen to go in on a halo like i was i was hoping that you know we'd get our first look at this and it, it you know i'm i'm excited to play one for the first time, but this, and I'm sure it's different if you're a, you know, long time fan of the series, but this just, this didn't grab me at all. This just looked very, it just looked, it looked dull. It just looked very bland. Yeah. I don't think it looked, it looked terrible. Well, that's the thing, Nox. I think I've only really played the first Halo. And if you had told Mm. me that what we watched was an HD remaster of the first Halo game, I would have believed you. And and it doesn't look bad, and I don't, you know, believe that the first Halo game was bad, um, but it doesn't look like something that's going to sell a console. And maybe, and you know, maybe that is dumb, but it also doesn't look like the greatest new game to, to be an exclusive for an existing console either. Like if... Like I liked the Crash Bandicoot remasters, but they didn't blow my mind. And if this was like literally a Halo remaster, I'd be like cool that has nice textures but it didn't blow Uh, me away like visually maybe but like they are doing more with the gameplay at least than than that would suggest like you've got a little grappling hook now that maybe they can do some cool stuff with Mm. because they've made it this open world now which is a big change like there's not been a halo game that's that before um but the actual sort of second to second combat 
in mm. it was the same Halo stuff of like you do a shotgun real quick and then you pun- punch a guy and then you throw a grenade and you loot that. It was it was the same. Mm. Um, and then I guess the problem too is like going. It's open world now. Like, is that enough? Like, we you know we've just spent a bit of this week and a lot of last week talking about Ghost of Tsushima and how the the idea of just an open world setting is a bit played out at this point potentially. Yeah. Like it, it, if if you're you know I haven't played any of the other ones, but it, it, I you know I don't it doesn't really get me excited in in any way if the only change is that you're doing more of that combat but in less um less uh, sort of um fuck what's the word specifically designed ways Mm -hmm. you know if Mm -hmm. if it if it is watered down because it is oh well i've got six encounters that are the same thing but they're on other sides of the map um then that would be a little disappointing but there's no way to know any of that stuff yet because weirdly for it being the only game they showed a fair bit of gameplay of it still wasn't enough to really make you see any of those aspects of it and whether or not they would i think maybe um the reaction to the visuals being underwhelming is a little over the top because it is an xbox one game Mm. and it was built as one and so it runs on a console that was already a bit shitty when it came out in like 2013 Mm. so Mm. i'm not too surprised by that i guess but then like that that one brute guy talking at the end of it saying some bullshit like bad halo dialogue from the last two games it doesn't seem like they're going to fix the biggest problems i had with the last two which was the story so i don't know there it, was it also looks like it'll be okay there's some texture popping in the in that gameplay segment there's a bit where you go up an elevator and then the clouds pop in like you see them just like pop in in the distance which is an odd thing to include in your carefully crafted gameplay presentation um, sure yeah. there's that stuff on on all of the current gen open world type games though you know so i, I again i i don't hold that against them because i think the issue with it is more that they're positioning it as a launch game for the series x rather than what it is which is a, a game that is for the current xbox one mm. you know it it, it mm. isn't surprising to see any of that stuff when you stop thinking about it as a next gen game you know because it isn't and maybe mm. they're missing an opportunity to do the thing where they put a bit more time into it to pump it up and have a difference between how it looks on a Series X versus an original Xbox One in ways other than just a resolution increase or whatever. But it is what it is. And I think it'll be fine. But the idea that 343 would suddenly be able to make this amazing Halo game when they've made two middling ones right, has been squashed mm. for me. Yeah, right. Um, we also saw a reveal trailer for State of Decay 3. Which, again, wasn't a... Um, yeah, this and almost all of them from this point on fucking suck because they're very little more than just announcement things. Like, they said about State of Decay 3 after the fact that they are in pre-production or some shit. Like, mm, they are mm. barely any way into making this thing. And it's kind of the case for half of the games that they showed after this. So, yeah, I think that was the thing that took the wind out of my sails more than anything with this presentation is that they were like yeah. realizing, oh, they don't have any games still yet. They might in like a year and yeah, a half. Yeah, I think or two Rare's years. new thing. I think Rare's new thing looks nice. I like the. I, I think it it could be cool. I, I feel more optimistic about that than Ever I have about wild. any of their output yes. in the last. Yeah, in the last little while, but. 
again, it's like, wh- what? what is it? Mm. There like, was it looks pretty. It's got a cool design and everything, but I, got, I couldn't tell you what type of game it is. Or when it might be coming out. Same with there's a new Forza where it's like, mm. well, I know what that'll be. It's cars. Mm-hmm. They spent a lot of time talking about, oh, we'll put the most recent Ori game out on Series X and it'll run at 120 frames per second. And it's like, oh, cool. My TV doesn't, so good for fucking you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Some DLC for the Outer Worlds, which is cool. I like that game. Yeah, and that's in like a couple of months. I mm-hmm. think that's a September release for yeah. that stuff, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, then Obsidian showed two new things. Uh, a game called Grounded, which is out today as we're recording this or yesterday yeah. um yeah yeah like the honey honey access, I, honey i right? shrunk the kids but a survival game kind of early mm-hmm. access mm-hmm. thing currently yeah mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe we'll have played some of that by next week and then an rpg called avowed that again it was just like a pre-rendered trailer for that is it's them making a medieval skyrim style rpg yeah which i think like i think initially we were a little like okay like we see what that is and that's not particularly interesting but i mean they did they did a good fallout game with the outer worlds and i mean i already like skyrim so if they make a yeah. great version of that with that um personality and strong writing that they tend to put in their games um avowed is a, is a, is a is an exciting game for me i think it's i've it's grown in my estimation since the 2.30 a.m. <laughs> viewing of the, the trailer initially. Sure. Yeah. I think same as, again, with, um, like, State of Decay or Everwild. I, it's impossible for it to occupy any part of my brain until I actually can see it for real. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. Just them going like, hey, this is what we're doing in the future is a medieval RPG thing. Cool. How many games get cancelled before they game come out? How, like... I, I, it's not enough. I don't know. Mm. An announcement yeah. of, hey, we've well, come up with Nox, a bad name you... for a game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Nox, if you're if you're if you don't like the wishy washy stuff and uh, you want more kind of specific idea of what you're going to be actually doing in the game, well, then have I got news for you? Hellblade Two is set in Iceland. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That was. My favourite moment of the whole presentation, cutting to the guy f- from that studio that's making that game, and that was his that that was his big reveal for the for that mm. um, presentation. Yeah, where the game is set. You know that game Hellblade Incredible. that you you found kind of boring. Well, now we've set it in one of the world's most sparse landscapes. <laughs> That'll fix it. Um, yeah, Hellblade Two. We already kind of. I feel like we get a picture of what that is, right? They showed. Mm. Did did they show gameplay of that, or was it more pre-rendered stuff, or was it even anything? No, I can't remember I them showing anything. Pre-rendered. Mm, yeah. I think we saw more of it in some the pictures the, of Iceland, the initial Xbox Series X launch event, because they really and that led was just with a, Hellblade Two. In that, that was a face looking angry though, right? That was all that y- was. I think it was all pre-rendered. Yeah. Uh, we skipped over Tell Me Why as well, which is a new oh, yes. nod game, which is out um, like in a month. Mm. Yeah, the first chapter is. It'll be another episodic one. Mm. Uh, a weirdly long trailer showing the Jack Blacks in Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Yeah. Which, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was I know, odd. Man. I think I don't know if we talked about it at the time, but it's uh, actually, I think 
we did mention that he was in Brutal Legend, and that is sort of like an interesting game that people remember quite fondly. And mm. it feels like a weird choice to like feature him and then be like, but Psychonauts 2, not a sequel to that game. But I, I guess a lot of people do love Psychonauts. And they love Jack Black, uh, so, you know, whatever. We already knew about Psychonauts 2, and that's been a mm. developer for quite a while. And mm. I think it might have just been Jack Black singing that song that was to do with this. But, right. yep, they're still making that. Uh, they talked about Game Pass a bunch during all of this and said some stuff about, like, Destiny 2 and all its expansions will be free on there. Mm. Um talked about their Project X Cloud thing for a little bit, which they need a better name for. That's their mobile phone yep. streaming thing, but just call it Xbox Mobile or something, right? Project X that's, Cloud is... It, that's too yeah. too close to DirectX 10. You know, it's it does... And I know that's what is inspired the name Xbox, but it's too... Mm. It sounds like a software update uh, rather sure. than it being the Stadia competitor, like the actual integrated with a good console streaming game service that it probably is going to be. Yeah, um, Stalker 2, like a brief announced trailer thing with no actual footage. Uh, mm-hmm. Same with something called Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide, which is by the people who made Vermin Tide. Yeah, this was like a f- FPS, a squad-based FPS um, 40K game, which I don't think has ever existed and could be fun. Uh, th- th- that is a big um, player base of people who like Warhammer and buy whatever mm-hmm. video games have the Warhammer name at the start. Um, I, I wanted to say as well, Stalker 2 looks amazing. Like I'm, I, it's a great aesthetic. I think I played some of the first one, but it was a good trailer. That is a game that I'm excited for. It's not exclusive to this console, which is sort of the problem with every single game that's announced as well. But and also kind uh, of the, right. Main, yeah. I mean, part of what they're trying to make their benefit as well, right? Is that all of these will be on mm. PC too. You can play them mm. all on Game Pass. They yeah. did mention that. They said everything will be on Game Pass. Problem with Stalker 2 is that it was just a CGI thing again, and they've also said we are so early on in making this. Sure, yeah. It as if it doesn't exist effectively, and I don't know. Like, there's been enough things lately, and especially with big budget, difficult to make things like Stalker, made by I think smaller teams. Who knows if that will even ever actually happen? You mm. know. So, I think it's it's difficult to feel like you shouldn't just ignore this stuff for a long time. You know what I mean? Well, also, I think an issue that is yeah. affecting every video games developer at the moment is COVID is slowing down production. Like, what is, um, what's was it, COVID? Is it, what did you mention? <laughs> have you, have you checked the news in the past six months? No, it's all lies, man. I don't look at the news anymore. Okay. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Um, is it Tetsuya Nomura, <laughs> the Final Fantasy guy? Uh, sure, he's one of them. For what? He well, he I, I, he did an interview recently where they sort of were like, um, "Final Fantasy Part Two is, is going ahead," or "Final Fantasy Seven oh, Remake right. Part Two. It is, however, going at a slightly slower pace um, because of COVID. And I mean, man, you got to expect that games that are in pre-production that haven't actually got into the cycle of like, here are the developers, they're doing the coding, they're mm. in that workflow. It'll it'll push the actual production of these games back even further. We are years and yeah. years away from seeing Stalker 2, from seeing um, Avowed, yeah. probably from seeing Psychonauts 2, even though that's been in development for a while. I'd bet Everwild 2, State of mm-hmm. Decay 3, definitely. Like, 
a lot of the stuff they show, whether or not it looks cool, I'm not sort of even forming an opinion on that yet because it doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. Sure. You know what I mean? An announcement of, hey, this is what we're trying to do at some point. Like, <laughs> same as Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six and all that stuff where it's like, well, shut yeah. up. That's ages yeah. away. I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, I get that they said before this that, yeah, they're not going to be saying anything about console release date or price or anything, and that's fair enough. But at the same time, you do have a new console coming out in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. like, you've got to be like, wh- like, why is there any reason for anyone to buy one of these mm. at the moment? There's just not. Mm. No. Uh, Tetris Effect is getting a version on on every console as well. It'll be a free update to the PS4 too. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's coming out on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, something called The Gunk. <laughs> yep. Which uh, yep. I honestly didn't pay much attention to because it was so disgusted by the name. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, some more on the medium. Um... A new, so they just, I don't think it's, I think it's only in America that that new release of Fantasy Star Online 2 is already out. And now they're doing like a new version of that to go alongside it too, which they showed. New Genesis Fantasy Star Online 2. I don't quite get what that is, to be honest. But it's like, it's it's almost like a remake of Fantasy Star Online 2 but they're both going to be out and still happening at the same time as each other is my understanding of it. Um, um, it's the best that's better than I could have. <laughs> who knows? Google.com. <laughs> yeah. um, then they show Crossfire X, mm. which is that single-player campaign on uh, that Remedy is making of like yes. an old multiplayer game that is very popular in like China and I think Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the main takeout uh, from this for me was good good for Remedy getting a paycheck because uh, it's a great developer <laughs> and I want to see more from them. Get back yeah. onto Control 2 or whatever you might be making down the track. Um, this is a weird one as well. It's sort of interesting in a, a purely academic way because it's like they've made this single-player campaign for a free-to-play multiplayer game that's already hugely popular, but... Mm. The single player is 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 not free, so it's well, it, it's not part of Game Pass. No. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you yeah. hear um, like some director you really like getting attached to a big Marvel movie. You're like, all right, man, you go get mm. yours. Mm. <laughs> yes, and then yeah. we'll see you later down the track when you've had a bit more time to think about uh, mm. yeah, control. What's her name? Mm. Jesse Faden. But that is like, but that is such a weird thing to have in there because for making such a big point at the start of it, like every game that we're showing you is coming to Game Pass (laughs) and then show off this one thing and it's not. And it's like, it's a bit of a cheat to go, oh, but the other, like the the multiplayer version is. It's like, no, but you're showing us a trailer for the single player. Like that's, that, that, that should be part of it. Like, I don't know. It seems weird to have made that big point and then yeah, go back on it. And then they had their one more thing. At the end, which was uh, that thing that's been rumoured for a while, that they're doing a new Fable game, or like kind of a reboot, it looks mm. like. Yeah. And again, nothing shown of that beyond just a rendered trailer that was nothing to do with, you know, the game. It was just like, 
I saw someone make that trailer. So like it's a fantasy voice saying about uh, the world is a strange and magical place and it's a little Tinkerbell fairy flying around and then she gets eaten by a toad. Mm-hmm. And someone made that with um, mm. the Shrek music when the toad eats the thing. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> what? And it is, it made me realize like, oh yeah, Fable's whole aesthetic is just Shrek. Yeah. It's just what <laughs> if. Yeah. Yeah. What if fairy tales were a little bit naughty? Yeah. But Fable doesn't have the voice acting talents of Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy, so it's a It step is a little better, Shrek. you're right. Mm. <laughs> um, so I don't I know, it it yeah. The interesting thing well, about this uh, maybe compared to the PS5 one, I don't know if we're um a little biased. Well, not biased, but I think it maybe we're maybe more a little uh, interested in PS5. Just because, I don't know, we like their exclusives more and there's a little more faith maybe mm. in Sony as a, as, a, as a company in the way that they've done their past two generations of consoles. That They've both been pretty good. But there was not a lot in this showcase that you would even categorize as like an announcement. Like if an announcement is something that is surprising and is mm. designed to make you more interested in the thing they're announcing to get, you know, to generate interest and discussion... I don't know that there's anything in this entire showcase that qualifies. Well, the things they did announce, some of them are interesting, but they're so far away that it completely waters down any impact that they have, to me at least. I would love for all these games to be great and stuff because we're getting them for free, essentially. I have Game Pass. Mm. I'm going to keep it anyway. So I'm more interested in this stuff, I think, than um, the PS5 things in some ways. But, but yeah, yeah, this did feel like basically, yeah, an ad for Game Pass where they went, we're going to do a thing where we're going to show off a lot of different things and the big selling point is that you'll be able to play all of these on Game Pass. Mm. And it feels to me like they haven't really cared so much about ex- exactly what they're showing off other than to just go, other than to just talk about the quantity aspect. And, and yeah, it is cool. It I still, you know, Game Pass is a great service. It's... Uh, you know, I think it's the future of how we're going to consume games. I would love to see all the other companies get on board with it. But at the end of the day, what would be cooler to me than watching a whole bunch of stuff that I'm going to get for free as part of my Game Pass subscription would be to see two or three things that I would gladly pay $70 for. And yes, then, yes. And this, Preach. this didn't have anything like that. I was like, yeah, cool, I'll be able to play all of them. Great. Yeah. I'm not I, I cool. I'll play them out of interest, but I'd love to see something knock my socks off and go fuck yeah. I'm in day 1 on that, which the PlayStation 5 event did have. It had a few of those for me. Well, this and is they the were issue nearer with it being as well. uh, a a Netflix knockoff is that yeah, it's cool to be able to pay 9.99 a month to have access to 250 movies and, you know, 300 TV shows, but if none of them uh, anything more than a, at best a B plus, then after paying for it yeah. for three years, eventually you go, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to stop paying for Netflix and rent a movie from iTunes. Well, I don't think there's any way to yeah, judge yeah. whether or not any of these will be a B plus or an A plus or whatever the fuck they'll be. Because I mean, my pro- Halo Infinite looked a little underwhelming, but it looked good still to me. But almost everything else that looked interesting is... A, a concept image at this point, effectively. Yeah. 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 So it isn't a great ad for Game Pass because there's no quantity there, really. 
because all of this shit is stretched over at least the next couple of years. So even if you do show 20-whatever games, if only one of them is going to be coming out every couple of months, that's not quantity. That's that's It's so stretched out and spread thin that mm. even if, yeah, Stalker 2 and probably Avowed and um, probably uh, maybe that Crossfire single-player thing, but that's not even on it, and probably mm. Fable will be interesting or good. Mm. They're so far away and so um, conceptual. Maybe the medium would be good, but yeah, I don't know. I just... I think the biggest thing for me is that I came away not really knowing what any of this stuff was, so not being able to tell whether or not I was interested in it because mm. it was yeah. mentioned rather than shown, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess it's more... Uh, yeah. It's an interesting... Uh, it's been very interesting to track the sort of like marketing approaches of Sony and Microsoft because uh, both of them in, in different ways seem to be missing the mark. It, because like you guys said before like these consoles are coming out really soon and we don't know exactly when and we don't know exactly how much they'll be and everything else that's been released has been kind of vague mm. yeah and i yeah not to make it like an xbox versus sony type of thing because i don't think it needs to be um because alter like having a pc is uh, still the most probably the best way to go with all, with all of these as well. I don't think there were any Sony exclusives that made me jump out of my pants, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, there, there's, there's not heaps on the horizon even at all from either of these conferences that gets me excited. I couldn't tell you a 2021 game other than a remake of Demon's Souls, which is from 2009 <laughs> that yeah. I'm like stoked about, <laughs> you know? So I think it's just the start of the generation type thing. This happened... Sure at the beginning of the Xbox One and PS4 generation, yes. where I was like, oh, no, games are bad now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then in 2015, they started being good again because people had had time to make them. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's going to sure. be 2020, what, two, I guess, when games will start being cool again. That That's a little too phrased similarly, and I can tell that your faces did a thing. I'm not doing a... Just using the word again doesn't imply... Trying to create a slogan. <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, uh, this was pretty empty. <laughs> yeah. And, I've, you know, I've got all my games on a shelf. And yep. I think that right now I'm able to see, uh, you know, the shelf is pretty empty. I don't exactly have a lot of games up there. I don't have like a like a wall of games up there. And I'm just saying I hope that they right. build that wall. That's sure, what I'm saying. Sure. Right. Is right. that ultimately? Sure, sure, sure. sure. That's. <laughs> I just think that Sony and Microsoft don't like me. <laughs> That's a thing you said today. <laughs> well, uh, let's leave it there for this week, unless you guys have any. Hey, you know. Oh, actually, I do have one. I've got one more thought. You know, uh, you know, Senua from Hellblade. Mm. Lock her up, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Okay. There we go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, All right, that's going to do us for another week of Filthy Casuals. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, You can support the show on Patreon if you would like to do so. You get a bonus episode every week. Uh, We've also got premium episodes over on our Bandcamp. We've got Let's Plays on YouTube. We've got our Twitch channel where we're trying to do more stuff. Got a whole bunch of things. Filthycasuals.com.au for where you can find all those links. Thanks very much for listening. 
We'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Hey, maybe we'll have a good episode out in 2022. That's exciting, right? Are you, is everyone excited? <laughs> Pretty cool <laughs> announcement that I just made, huh? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 